Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of Partner Perspectives, the CX Partner Success Podcast Series, where we talk to industry experts, Cisco executives, and of course, our Cisco partners. As usual, I'm your host, Scott Shell, and today's a real treat again, because I've got my good friend, Steve Robb from Trace3, where he is the Vice President and General Manager of Lifecycle Management. Um, and he's been a, a previous guest where we talk a lot about what Trace3 is doing with automation and the LAMP and everything else they've been doing for quite some time. So, Steve, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It seems like every time we get to Vegas, Scott, you and I are doing a <laughs> podcast. Uh, that's exactly right. And that's all. At least we're doing stuff we can talk about. So yeah. that's good. I don't really have a big agenda today because, you know, when you and I get together, we kind of talk about what's on our mind. And I know you just got back from our Cisco Partner Executive Exchange. And there's always a tremendous amount of, of conversation out there with our partners and our executives about what's coming, what's happening, what's on your mind. So what was kind of a, some of the mainstream topics that you guys were discussing out there? Yeah, I think one of the things that came to light, um, which was actually kind of nice, because remember, I've been doing this whole CX lifecycle management for a, before they even had a name at but, Cisco. Before we had a name of it. Yeah. That's right. And it was kind of nice to, to see, you know, executives like Denzel and, and even Chuck leaning in and saying, no, this is the future. And we see the value of being able to give more information back to the customers, back to the partners, empowering them to make the right decisions by utilizing these platforms. That was one of the things that I, I really like to see. The other thing that was interesting to me, because it's kind of uh, an area that I've leaned in on pretty heavily, um, just because I kind of think it's it, it's time, yeah. time that we need to do it, is around sustainability. So Oliver Tuzik, who runs the Global Channel Program, he got up and talked about how at their global partner, like their top 75 uh, customers, top 75 customers, how one of the top five topics was sustainability. And then Chuck Robbins, the CEO, he gets up and he talks the same thing. So I kind of raised my hand when Chuck was up and I said, Chuck, curiosity, what do you mean by sustainability? Because maybe different to everybody. And that's what I said. Yeah. I go, depending on where you're at in the world, you know, if you're in Europe, you're leaning all in. All if you're in. in the United States, you're starting to dip your toe in the water but you might be over in China or India and you're not even thinking about it at this point or you're being pressured. So it really depends on where you're at the world, what energy looks like, how clean it is, how dirty it is. And um, the cool thing though, is that I'm hearing it more, not only from Cisco, but a few of the other partners, but there are two partners in my opinion that right now are leading the charge. Cisco happens to be one, which is kind of interesting because for, 10, 15 years, I was telling Cisco and all their reps that you've been leading the charge for APIs and integration to the tools that you have yeah. in CX. And half the time, nobody listened. But now I see everybody's listening. Sustainability's top of mind. And you guys are doing some really good things around sustainability. So what are we doing? What, what's cool about Cisco with sustainability now? Well, I think first and foremost is that you've identified that it's a need. And you've, heard, you've listened very clearly from your customers. Um, secondly, you've appointed some, some senior leadership into that, but not just from, hey, how's Cisco doing on the sustainability, but what tools can we bring to the marketplace to help not only our customers, but potentially our partners on sustainability. Um, I happen to be involved in a partner group, which is about six to eight partners out there right now, and that's all we're talking about. And we're talking amongst each other. So it's Trace3 talking to let's say some of the other partners that happen to be out there about sustainability, because it is so different. Um, but the one thing that, that I like that I'm seeing out of you and one other partner 
is that you're starting to look at the data. Now you're having to normalize it based on, you know, you might not know where that product is. You might not know what the power, you know, looks like in that part of the world where it happens to be at, but you can kind of at least create a baseline to say, is this a product that consumes too much energy or is this a product that consumes a lot less? And you're starting to come out with information and in ways that I can use it. And let me explain that. Um, the two partners that I'm speaking about, one is Cisco, and I'm not going to name the other sure. one, but they're one of the biggest partners in the world, or, or I should say um, technology companies in the world. And they have all the data on their sell sheets. Okay, what am I going to do with that? Right. You want me to go through, print out a thousand, <laughs> or in Cisco's case, what? 200,000 yeah. line items? Right. And then look at every product sell sheet, build a my own spreadsheet so that I can do something with the data or what Cisco's doing and they're working on it, but they are doing it because they leaned in and understand the concept around how data has to be consumed as well, is that they're making it in a way that I can consume the data. It's not on a product sheet, but it's physically a, um, essentially it's going to be an API, but right now what it really is, is a flat file. Yeah. And I can do something with that. I can look at, what I have around lifecycle data for my customers, I can look at what they're doing and I can maybe have a little fun with it and, and give some information back to the customer. But where it's going to get really fun in the future is they announced um, at CPE, they announced that they're going to have a tool that's going to be coming out where you can kind of benchmark some of your products. Sure. Um, when we can start looking at what you have, where you have it, what the power looks like in that part of the world, maybe start to apply some of the other forward thinking, you know, kind of things like, hey, I've got this old equipment, but if I upgrade, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll buy some additional credits, carbon credits and doing some stuff like that. That'd be cool. So as, as a partner, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to make one funny comment first, or what I think is funny is. Uh, you mentioned the flat file or JSON file where you get the data from about sustainability. That's how we started the whole SNTC data transference together 10 years ago, right? Now it's fully blown APIs and fully automated. But And for everybody on that's listening to this podcast, in the early days, not Scott and not Pete, not some of the, my old friends, but there were a couple of reps in the field that used to say, oh, we're coming after LAMP and my oh, tool. Yeah, right. They actually said that they came out with a LAMP killer. And what everybody is now realizing, and this is something I love that I, I saw Cisco talking a lot about this in their security platform as well, is that you have to collaborate. Yes. That it's, everybody has to be in the same boat. And if we're all in the same boat trying to get to the right business outcomes, then it's just the guy that's doing it better. Who's doing it better. And, and yeah. I think that's kind of interesting that, that people are starting to jump in the boats together on some of these big, big issues yeah. like sustainability where they have to share information yeah. or like security where you have to share information. So let's, let's, let's bounce back to the, the sustainability comments real quick, where you said some of the stuff that Cisco is doing, what, what does a partner do with that? Do you build a service around that or do you integrate that into your lifecycle platform? Is it a combination of both of those or what do you do? Yeah, I think I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I kind of look at it. I think I've heard, I talked to a couple different partners on this. Some of my um, competitors that are, are good friends of mine. Yeah. And some of them are looking at it as part of their managed service practice. Um, some folks are looking at it as part of a life cycle practice. Some people have not figured out even what to do with it because they don't have, they, they might be getting data from Cisco, but they don't have any really good data on their own. 
Um, myself, I think it's going to be a combination of that. I think that when you're in a managed service type of program, you're going to get those types of tools depending on the level of managed service program that you're going to be in. But I think that there's going to have to be some level of free information on sustainability for everybody. It's always been one of my uh, big, big things around LAMP is, is there was always going to be a freemium model and there has to be a taste. Now, I, I might give away some of the basic sustainability data, but if you want to go deep and wide, you want to really look at it, right. then you're going to bring in consultants. We're going to look at it as managed service and exactly. we're, going to, we're going to craft SOWs. It becomes a solution, it right? Because it becomes something that's very unique to you. But I might highlight certain things within your data that just points to, hey, you might have a problem over here. Do you want to look at it? And then yeah. that's kind of, you know, the way I'm looking at it is I'm going to bring to light some of these issues. And then we're going to come in and try to solve them for the customer. Because as I stated, and as even Chuck Robbins said, right now it means something different for almost everybody. And if we don't have really good experts looking at the data, going through it, it can be potentially misused. Misused or misinterpreted. Misinterpreted. That's probably a better word. Yeah. Probably a better word. And so I'm going back to what Chuck said about however many customers said they, you know, sustainability is top of mind. Are you hearing it from your customers? Is, this, is it top of mind? Is, are they asking for more on it or even to understand it? Yeah, no. So if the customer is a global customer, especially come out of Europe, we're seeing it in the RFPs. Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's, you know, what is your reaction to it? Now, most of the customers, though, are asking us questions like, what are you doing around sustainability? Are you using sustainable products? Are you, you know, doing things with your fleet trucks that make it so you're not using too much gas or using electric vehicles? What are the things that you are doing as a company? What they're not asking yet is how can you help us understand our environment and how we can move to be more sustainable based upon your technical evaluation of what we have today and where we're going and how we need to get yeah. there. That's the thing that I have yet to see that in any doc. And even with Cisco, when I first started to the Talking to the guy, it was one, it's one guy. Um, when I first started talking to, to the guy initially that was pulling this data together in a file format, he said that I was the first partner to ask for it in North America. Yeah. He said he was getting some customers and a few partners out of EMEA that were asking for it. But in America, he had two or three customers that asked specifically for this data. And we were the first partner. And it was just... To be honest with you, I was sitting in a room one day and I was looking at the data that I had and then I thought about it and I go, I, I was actually, it was, uh, was my first major event uh, with Trace3. It was our, our customer advisory board meeting. And one of the gentlemen in that advisory board started bringing up sustainability and started bringing up all these issues. So I stood up in the room and I said, hey, if I have, here's, here's what I have in my tool sets. I have all this data. If I can help bridge the gap and give you reporting around the data that we have here, would that be of interest to you? And he goes, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> and I exactly. said, okay. So that was the first time. And it just, it was like a light bulb that went on in my head yeah. at the time. So we're just getting into it. And so um, I think the great idea, the, the best thing you said was, you were the only partner that's asked for it, which really doesn't surprise me. You've been on the leading edge of trying to find uh, what the next data set or next telemetry, what the next, what the next solution for your customers are. You're always way ahead of everybody. So uh, we'd love to, we're, we're going to transition to a different part of, of CPE here in a second, but you're going to come back and talk to us in a lot more detail about sustainability when you got things kicked off and going. Absolutely. No, okay. I'd love to, because 
like I said, you know, Cisco has, has now created a, a sustainability partner group. Um, they're leaning in more. They're pushing this envelope. And I think it's, it's going to be one of those areas that could explode. Yeah. It really could be the ne- one of those next really big things. And quite frankly, I appreciate the comment about us, about myself or, or our group always pushing the envelope on, you know, what to do with better data. Quite frankly, it's because you guys are, are figuring out stuff that are doing really good now yeah. with it. It used, yeah. to, it used to be a lot easier to figure out this stuff because nobody knew what they were doing. Now... There's a lot of people doing some good work. They do some great stuff. And Cisco's doing some really good things these days. So you mentioned also about CPE. The one of the things that was top of mind was how Cisco's trying to help our partners do better with automation now, and, and some of the tools and, and offers we're bringing out. What, what what was that about? Was it around PLS? Yeah. So um, there was a kind of an impromptu session that got spurred up. Um, Denzel actually said, hey, I'm going to do a session during lunch around some of these things. And he walked through some of the models and, and looking at the difference. And again, it's a very different market in Europe than it is in North sure. America. Oh, yeah. And he was looking at the different models and he was explaining some of the pieces. And the thing that came to that really grabbed my attention because, you know, partner branded services have been around forever. Quite frankly, I've never done them with Cisco. I did it 20 years ago. I built a knock, but I hadn't done something like that for 20 years and really wasn't interested in it. But what's grabbing my attention today is I remember, if for any of the people that might remember some of the old timers at, at Cisco, and if you don't, just look up this guy's name. Joe Pinto and I were talking. <laughs> He's and the Joe, king. Joe, Joe was like, every CCIE here at Cisco Live, which is where we're at today, um, everybody knew Joe. They loved Joe's parties. He was the guy. Well, Joe told me about 10 years ago how he was pulling all these tools and he was trying to automate more things with inside attack and trying to make it so that he could extend it out. And then Joe, you know, moved into a different place in time. And I didn't see a lot of those tools coming out. Then all of a sudden Denzel starts talking about it. How can you automate this? How can we automate that? How can you extend the tools that you guys have spent you know, quite frankly, probably tens of millions of dollars building out on that have reduced your cost, increased your customer satisfaction, given better data out to everybody, then how could you do that more efficiently? And when I heard that the automation part was there, I went, all right, now I might be interested because, you know, as we're a growing company, everything is about how do you maintain your costs and deliver better? Well, the only way to really do that is through automation. And That's where we're looking. I'm looking at ways to automate with inside of LAMP. And now I'm looking at PLS because you are going to extend some of those automation tools to us. It it makes the model look even sexier, if that's possible. It is. Yeah, sexier is a great word for it. Um, And we're getting great feedback from the partners who have tested those. Uh, The feedback has been over, over overwhelmingly positive about what they're getting from it. So um, uh, it's, Awesome that you guys want to start looking at it and start being in the ball game with it because I think it's going to be a lot of great benefit for you. Yeah, and, and you know it's interesting. You know, I, I I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you here because I just thought of this. Yeah. Um, when it comes to all this automation and data, it comes in so many different forms these days. So you're willing to extend out some of your tools that you've built and some of your proprietary to us to make us better. At the same time, I got on a call last week with some folks inside of Cisco that would like to get some information about my biggest customer. Well, it just so happens that my biggest customer, 
I'm the only one that has the APIs to them. <laughs> and they don't like extending it necessarily to manufacturers. That's just their rule. Right. Um, and they're actually a manufacturer too. But uh, since I have access to the data, they want their RMAs to, to work even better. They want to make sure that the product is in the right depot so they can get higher satisfaction. So I've got a Cisco team calling me. At the same time, I've got the customer saying, yes, we want you to talk. And we are now in the process, as of last week, in building out not only APIs, that I already have APIs to my customers, I have APIs coming from my customers and pushing information back into them, but now we've pivoted a little bit and said, no, we're gonna take our generic API, expand it, so that I can select by manufacturer, because you know LAMP does carry more than one manufacturer, yep. but I can expand by manufacturer so that I can push data to you. So think how cool that is. The ecosystem is really coming together where a company like Trace3 with a product like LAMP can sit in the middle and feed information back to Cisco about a mutual customer to make that mutual customer's life better. And that's exactly what you guys are doing with PLS with you're pushing that automation to me in that case. And quite frankly, it's what you're doing with the sustainability. You're pushing good data to me because I'm asking for certain yeah. things. It's really cool. It's an interesting time right now. Hey, Steve, uh, we're going to wrap up. It's been a great conversation as usual. We love having you down here. We love talking about stuff. You bring such a, uh, uh, a cool perspective to things and and you know we're a great partner of yours so uh offer always stands up to come back and talk to us again once we get things going on on whatever you got going so if it's sustainability or pLSS or whatever whatever's new for trace you got an open invitation to come back to the podcast uh, I'd love to do it and I appreciate you always uh inviting us along and it's kind of fun being here at Cisco Live, seeing all the people back yeah. on the floor and the energy back in the room. You know? Energy's back in I the room. I kind of forgot about it, to be That's honest. Right. But thanks again, Scott. You bet. Look forward to our next time. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us in the latest episode today of Partner Perspectives, where you hear real stories, real partners, real partner success. See you next time.